Bonjour. 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 We could do this all day. <laughs> it's as though I've never said bonjour before in my life. You've never. That was the first time ever. You just learned how to do it right before we started. Yeah, I didn't actually know what that meant. I was really confused watching the movie. I was like, why are they saying that weird word? Where are the subtitles? <laughs> um, hello, everyone. Welcome to our first mini-sode of Book Squad Goals. Um, thank you for listening to our first episode. If you didn't listen to it, what are you doing with your life? Um, it was on Jonathan Saffron Fowers' Here I Am. So if you're interested, please go back and listen. Um, we also have a blog. So go read those blog posts. And if you have book suggestions or discussion questions, please send them to us. Our email address is Emily. Oh, me? Um, <laughs> I was like, that's not our email address. Um, our email address is booksquadgoals at booksquad.ink, I-N-K. Yes. Booksquad.ink. Yes. So email us and, you know, you might become famous when we read you on air for all of our mini fans. Yes. And please give us a location where you're from just so that we can make a weird little map with little pins in it that I'm going <laughs> to hang on my wall for where all the listeners are. That sounds... And then we will take a road trip and hunt all of you down. No! Yeah. To give you gifts. This does sound like the beginning <laughs> of Law and Order or something. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> oh, we need to introduce ourselves. Je m'appelle... Right. I'm sorry, Emily. <laughs> Comment allez-vous, Mary? Oh, wait, I just said. Je m'appelle Mary. Je m'appelle Emily. I'm Kelly. <laughs> I'm Susan. <laughs> hey, guys. I, I just want it to be known Susan took just as much French as we did. Yeah, that's fine. Which was minimal at best. <laughs> Well, that's I'm more than one. me. I took zero French. It was a matter of weeks. Four. Four weeks. Okay, but before that in my life, I had never me either. ever taken yeah, a no. day. Nope. Well, you still Four. knew how to say je m'appelle, so <laughs> I don't believe Ça you. Ça va? Ça va? Hola. We. <laughs> oui. All right, so for this podcast, we are traveling to Paris. Wait, no, Par not Paris. Well, part of it Rural was in Paris, but France. Provincial France. We're traveling for France. Um, to discuss Beauty and the Beast. The new 2017 <laughs> film adaptation by Disney and the 1991 animated version, also by Disney. And maybe some other versions along the way. I do want to talk about Beastly. Whew. I mean, Beastly. really, all I want to do is say I've seen it. It's got Vanessa Hudgens. What the fuck is oh, Beastly? Jesus. Vanessa Hudgens. Beastly. Stars. I remember when that came. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. Beastly is a film adaptation of Beauty and the Beast marketed at teenagers. It features two weirdly attractive teenagers, um, one of which gets turned into a, quote, beast. But really, he's just bald oh. and has tattoos. He gets turned into a beast by one of the Olsen twins. He does. You're right. It was probably Mary Kate. Let's be real. It's all oh, man. The obvious I love switch. the Olsen twins. I can't believe I haven't Neil seen Neil Patrick this. Harris is in it. 
also. Oh, I what? forgot that too. As a blind tutor to the beast. It's dumb. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Okay. Introduction of the movie. So what did everyone think of this 2017 adaptation? I, I did not hate it. There you go. I did not love it. I did not hate it. <laughs> I did not like it. It was it was fun to go. Emily and I frequently go to movies together to sort of oh, relax, wow. and it was not a relaxing have movie some experience. me time. Really? And well, I say me time, us time. I don't know. We go to movies together a lot, and we get popcorn. Do you sit separately? We don't. We don't. Sit no, separately. we sit together. And we, we get popcorn. We get popcorn. We sneak in Lacroix. Lacroix. But going to the movies with a person is like. You're, like, alone because you're not talking to a person during the movie. However, sometimes a woman brings her entire class of children to see Beauty and the Beast, and she screams at them the entire time. Sometimes that That happens. sounds like a goddamn nightmare. Sometimes she gets up and starts dancing during the Beauty and the Beast song. Oh, my God. God damn it. (laughs) Wow. Maybe that's why you guys feel not it, very good. That about definitely this. contributed. But I mean, I will <laughs> yeah, say, I would hate it too. The film, also, I would yell at that person. I cannot contain myself. Emily when did act a fool. I did. I yelled at her to shut oh, up. Good. I'm not Emily even okay, said well, very loudly, "Can you please sit down?" Oh my god. <laughs> I am trying to have some me time. The the yeah. one that I went to, there was a group of teenagers cosplaying, but I saw it like. Two months after it came out. Oh boy! <laughs> and I was like, "What? Are, you guys are a little late to be her." No, they they go every day. Well, you also live Probably. in a big city, so the likelihood of that happening, I the likelihood so. that they go every day yeah. is high. Yeah, yeah. In in New York, it was a large group of them too, and they were taking pictures outside of the theater. And I was like, "I'm just trying to go to the bathroom. Can you like move away from the door?" <laughs> <sighs> uh, my experience in Alabama was not like that. Mm. Apple. <laughs> uh, there were a couple people there. That sounds great. I saw it last week, so it, it took me a while to actually see it. So I might have missed out on all the fun cosplay, but yeah. I Nothing of note really happened while I was there. Mm, sorry. And so, Susan, how did you feel about the movie? I don't, I mean, it's kind of the same, like nothing really of note. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just feel lukewarm about it. I will say it was the, fine. the costumes were beautiful. The sets were beautiful. Yes. Um, but I thought you didn't like her yellow uh, dress. That it's much. Hard, Is it yellow or gold? It's hard know. to interpret an animated dress that sort of defies <laughs> fabric limitations. <laughs> and it, I mean, you can yeah. say that, but I also think that like there's some incredible CGI in this movie. And I think that the dress was definitely a little bit underwhelming. Um, just the way that it moved wasn't really right. like as as beautiful and sparkly and like large as I would have liked it to be. And it reminded me of the Cinderella remake that they did a couple of years ago because the dress in that movie is a really good example of how you can make mm. fabric move on screen. That dress was really really beautiful. Wow, I have no recollection of that movie. At all I didn't see it either. I saw it. Yeah, I mean, I. I liked it better than this Beauty and the Beast movie. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it wasn't trying to be an exact replica 
mm-hmm. of the original Cinderella movie. Like, I, I'm not going to say like, oh, it did something really crazy and original with the Cinderella story, but it was its own adaptation of the fairy tale, I think, um, which is why it worked for me. And so I don't know. I was just kind of disappointed that this um, adaptation of Beauty and the Beast was not new in any sort of way. So I have yet to say how I felt about this movie, um, which is that I really liked it a lot more than you guys. Um, (laughs) Maybe because um, I saw it with my best friend and we grew up in Orlando uh, going to Disney World and dressing up as Belle when we were little kids. And so seeing it with her was like really, really fun. We both really loved it. We had a really good experience. I think like your experience can really affect the way that you feel about something that you see. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe that's part of the reason why I had a really good reaction to this. It definitely contributes. Um, Also, I think I had my expectations were lower because I knew going in that essentially everyone, all the reviews I read were like, the movie was fine. It was fine. And so I was like, okay, it's going to be fine. And it was fine. I felt like it was better than fine. Actually. I do want to talk later about some of the things that, they changed Mm. um, and some of the things they added, which is a lot of character related stuff. Definitely. Um, Which I think Mary, you wanted to talk about something uh, regarding character changes. Yes. My segue. There was, there was one new thing about this live action beauty and the beast. And that was the quote exclusively gay moment. Yeah. Every time I saw a news article that said exclusively gay moment in the headline, I was like, that is a really ridiculous thing to say. It doesn't make much sense. It doesn't make much sense to say exclusively gay. I mean, what would a non-exclusively gay, would that be like a bisexual moment? (laughs) Subtext? Hold on. So actual places were like writing about it. Yes. Those words saying exclusively gay moment. Disney. Disney said that. It was the director or the writer or someone said that Beauty and the Beast contained an exclusively gay moment. I think we need to explain what that moment is before we talk about it anymore for those of the people who are listening who don't know. Lots of lots of blogs and news sources have sort of talked about it, but essentially the gay moment in Beauty and the Beast is LeFou Gaston's sidekick of sorts, who's played by Josh Gad, at the end of the film, in the big ballroom scene, once everyone has been restored to their true forms, LeFou dances with a man. By accident at first, and then they're into it. And that's it. I just rolled my eyes. Also... I mean, we could get into how the man that he ends up dancing with is extremely stereotyped throughout the film. He wears a neckerchief when other men that appear alongside him are sort of dressed ruggedly. There is, he, he has a scene where the wardrobe, and this happens in the 1991 version too. Right. So in the original animated version, there's a moment during the final battle where the furniture and all of the items are, you know, fighting to keep the villagers away from the beast. Um, there's a guy who gets sucked into the wardrobe character and she spits him back out wearing traditional women's clothing and makeup. And he's like, <laughs> and then he runs away. And then, in this version, um, during the same scene, there's a really similar moment, but this time it's three men who get sucked into the wardrobe. The wardrobe spits them out. 
They're all wearing women's clothing. And two of the dudes out of the three are like, <laughs> but the one guy who they've been implying things about for the whole movie. He wore a neckerchief earlier. Yes. Comes out in women's clothes and is basically like mm. ready to go on RuPaul's Drag Race. He's ready to, what is it? Dance for your life or whatever. Is it, is it sing I, for I your life? It's been a while. Lip sync for your life? Is that what it is? Lip sync for your life. That's it. I don't know. Yeah, isn't Dance for Your Life from So You Think You Can Dance? Maybe. It, it totally is. I don't get these channels. <laughs> I'm a simple girl. So You Think You Can Dance is on normal television. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you have no excuse. So this exclusively gay moment was fine. I mean, I had no issue with it. It you know, it was okay. I didn't feel anything for it. What I did find issue with is leading up to this moment, LeFou is sort of expanded on as a character. So the film spends a lot of time showing LeFou following after Gaston and essentially pining for him. And it's kind of a classic, and I don't know what you guys think about this, but it's like a classic gay man lusting after a straight man trope that's just kind of tired and honestly sad. And I think LeFou deserves better than that. You know, you're totally right, because they actually spend a lot of time on LeFou in this movie, a lot more time than they spent in the original, and they make him, like, sympathetic in a lot of ways. They give him a lot of comedy moments, and they almost make him into, like, a good guy, sort of, at the end. And it's like, if you're going to spend so much time with this character, why not give him a subplot where instead of pining after Gaston for the whole movie, right? um, he's actually pining after, like, the neckerchief guy, or something for the whole movie like give him a romantic subplot or even like some confusion or like trying to figure it out not just like oh gaston speaking of gaston does that go into our next point because i just let me preface this by saying yesterday kelly and i got into a battle it was like really serious like we had to move it from the group chat into a separate chat just between the two of us to sort things out. Threats of murder happened. I'm not gonna lie. It was me. It was me. I threatened to murder Kelly. She actually said, OMG Kelly, I'm literally going to murder you. Yeah. Okay. So this debate is about Gaston. Um, Kelly and I both rewatched the um, 1991 Disney movie yesterday. And after seeing it, my immediate reaction was, I forgot how funny Gaston in the 1991 movie is. Um, and I, having seen that again, I'm reminded of like how much better the cartoon Gaston is from the uh, better than the live action Gaston, to which Kelly said, okay. So I was like, he's really hot. That's why I like him better um, than the original Gaston. No, <laughs> I mean, I did say that, but, like, I know my argument was really stupid. I have to admit that was just, like, my baseline argument <laughs> was really dumb. I'm glad you admit to that now. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I really was um, – I really liked Gaston in this movie. Um, and watching it, I was really enjoying it. And so when Emily was like, he's much better in the old one, I was like – why do I like him so much in this new one? Oh, I guess it's probably because he's so hot. And that was like my first answer. But of course, that's not a good answer. Um, <laughs> so I started trying to think about like, why did I like him? Because um, I do really like the original version of Gaston. Um, and Emily and I were talking about 
like how in the original movie, he's like a lot different in the fact that he's like way more of a goofball. He's like a comedic character. Um, like the scene, uh, where, which Emily and I were talking about how funny it was, where he, um, is proposing to her outside of her house. And the same scene is in the new movie, but in the original, he's outside of her house and has like this whole wedding set up for her, like as he's going to go propose to her. Classic. Oh my God. I love that so much. I loved it. And I'd, I'd completely forgotten about it until it came up in the movie. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot that there's like a full on wedding ready for her outside of her house before he's even proposed. And I was just like, that's beautiful. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Right. So I've been trying to figure out why, um, I liked him and I realized Well, a lot of it has to do with things that they were able to add to this movie, partly because, and we should mention this now, that this movie is way longer than the original. It's like an hour longer. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's over two hours long. Yeah. They added a lot. It didn't feel that long. Yeah. Part of the things they added, which we'll get to later, is, you know, new songs that basically don't work at all. But um, (laughs) they also were able to add a lot of character stuff that wasn't in the original because I felt like w- something that I really appreciate about this new Gaston is that his character gets really fleshed out and he has more of a motivation and there's kind of like an explanation behind like his behavior, um, which is based on, on the things he says in the original because um, in the animated version, Gaston says something like Belle is the hardest one to get, which means she's the best or, you know, she's the most beautiful, which means he's the best. And so they kind of expand on that statement by essentially making him into this, like, hunter sort of character, which he is, like, he's always talking about, I'm going to put the beast's head on my wall and everything. But, you know, he's basically treating Belle like prey, like a, an animal that's that's difficult to catch. And she is the, you know, prize stag because she is, you know, the one who doesn't want him, the one that's hard to get. Um and I really liked what they did with that. And I liked that um, at the end, um, which, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> but also the original movie came out a long time ago. So, you know, you don't really get a spoiler alert. But basically, everyone goes to try to kill the beast, all the villagers, and Gaston has this, like, final showdown with the beast. And um, he uh, shoots the beast with an arrow. But in this new one, um, they give Gaston a right. gun. And I think that says so much about his character that the first thing he does when approaching this beast that he is going to be the one to kill and he's so proud of himself. But his first move is to shoot the beast right in the back because he knows that he can't take him on otherwise. And there's something about that that makes him even, like, nastier and scarier than he was before. I was just going to agree. I think the new Gaston is much more villainous. And I I always thought it was interesting that the cartoon Gaston was, like, put into the villain category. Because I remember, like, watching this movie as a kid. I never really thought of him as a villain. I mean, I guess he is. He's the antagonist of the story. But he's not scary, as an adult, he's very scary, though. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he, he is scary. Like, the concept of him is really scary. And, like, we were talking about that wedding scene. In the old one, it was funny. But in this new one, you know, he – it's very threatening. It's, like, when he comes up to her door and he's, like, forcing his way in. It's, like, actually really scary. And I just think overall in this movie, he's a lot more of a threat, mm-hmm. you know? 
I mean, he ties for some Belle's reason. father to a tree to ostensibly get mm-hmm. eaten by wolves in this new one, which I guess for Kelly makes him <laughs> better. But to me, I was like, what the well, fuck? I mean, oh, too. Okay. I was not- that specifically does not make him hotter. Oh. It makes him um, a more interesting character, though. It makes him work better as a villain, I think. Yeah. I guess I, definitely yeah. scarier. I guess I liked funnier Gaston and you like scarier Gaston. Is that that's what we're saying? I actually am on Kelly's side with this one. Like I liked live action Gaston a lot. I mean, not as a person, <laughs> but as a character, I thought he was great. <laughs> and hot. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the the main problem with him in this movie is that his song is not as oh good boy. as the original they one. They fucked up his song. Um which up. Apparently, they changed some of the lyrics. I didn't even notice. Oh, they did change I can the lyrics. Yeah. Hear like any of the vocal tracks. I feel like they did something really weird here, where they made all of the music super loud and all of the vocals super super quiet. And especially on Gaston's song, it was really hard to make out anything anyone was saying. And I was wondering, like, I don't know why they did that. Like, is it because Josh Gad can't sing? Because he hasn't. No, no. Josh Gad is an excellent singer. He is Broadway quality, has been in several Broadway shows. I mean, the thing is, Josh Gad can sing. No one else can sing. Yeah. Nobody can sing in this movie. Okay. This was my question was, can they sing? Because. I, I'm not, like, actually tone deaf, but I'm close enough that I can't really tell if you're a good or a bad singer, no matter how bad you are. <laughs> I just can't tell. But you can, you can, you can recognize auto-tune, right? Like... Mm, basically. But, like, the whole time, every time Emma Watson sang anything, I was like, no. is she good? <laughs> it's, she's not, not no. that bad. She's, <laughs> she's terrible. Oh, my God. I can't the, the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. It, it did sound bad. But you can tell they made it sound It sounds good. like ro- See, it sounds really robotic. It sounds robotic. I can't really tell that they made it sound different, though. It doesn't sound like a human voice. It sounds like a robot voice. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's good auto-tune. No, it's not. It's not like T-Pain See, singing. That's, that's I would what rather, I would rather T-Pain singing. Oh, my God. If they had T-Pained her, <laughs> I would have been all about this movie. Okay, so this is where I think it really depends on the person because, like, and it depends on, like, the way that you listen to things because some people who are, like, more used to listening for that specific kind of thing are more likely to recognize it. Um, Like, the friend that I saw it with who I mentioned earlier, I was talking to her about it afterwards and I was like, like, you know, the vocals sounded really low on that track. And she was like, I didn't notice that at all. And I was like, really? Because it was like... I totally noticed it. And I, you know, my mom also thought the music sounded great. Like, um, I think it just depends on your ear, honestly. And it's not to say that anyone is like better or worse at anything. It's just like, you know, I'm, I guess I'm more used to paying attention to that kind of thing. And maybe Emily is and like, maybe Susan isn't. (laughs) It's like, I don't have a very refined ear palette, (laughs) you know? Like that makes sense. It's like you, you like I mean, not that makes sense. Like of course Susan doesn't have a refined ear palette. No, I don't. Like, well, if you've ever heard me it makes try sense. to sing, it would all make sense to you. I think why I all can't. Right, let's tell. hear it. Hell no. Let's hear it. No, <laughs> my own husband told me I had one of the worst voices he'd ever heard. Oh, rude. So 
the singing was bad. I do think the singing was genuinely not great, although they did bad. a fairly okay bad. job of making it sound it was really bad. passable. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> which is, it's upsetting because Josh Gad is actually very talented. Um, he starred as Brother Cunningham or Elder Cunningham in the Book of Mormon original Broadway cast. That makes sense. He, he was in the 25th annual Putnam and Putnam County Spelling Bee, which is one of my favorite musicals. Um, but another note on singing that made me really sad is there are several great songs that are not in the 1991 version that are in the Broadway musical. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Do tell. I just want to read you a little piece. So there's a song, an added song called Me. Can you sing it? I cannot sing it because I don't remember the tune. I'm not super just, familiar with the just Broadway make a, play. Make up a tune. I can't remember it. Just make it up. I, I can't make it up. Okay. No. So Gaston is the scene in the movie where Gaston is telling Bill, we'll have boys six or seven. Yeah, right. He says, the little ones will play on the floor with the dogs. We'll have six or seven. Dogs? And Bill says, dogs. Yeah. And he says, no, Bill, strapping boys <laughs> like me. <laughs> yep. And then he starts singing in the Broadway version. He says, I can see that we will share all that love implies. We'll, we will be a perfect pair, rather like my thighs. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I, I do miss that. I never heard that before, but I miss it. Oh. I, I love it. <laughs> I do too. And then at the end, you know, he says, so Belle, what will it be? Is it yes or is it oh, yes? Oh <laughs> See, I would have loved to see it's Sexy so Gaston sing that. Yes. Yes! Instead, we got some really bad original songs. Oh, my God. Yes, or even, oh, yes, I would love to see Gaston This is where, like, I definitely come down on the, like, less than warm side, is especially that fucking Beast song. It's <laughs> so oh, no. bad. Well, yeah, it's interesting. I want to say it was Josh Groban who I saw perform it on like the Today Show because I'm trash and love the Today Show. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, this is great. Maybe just because I love Josh Groban. Wow, I'm learning a lot about um, you. I have no. <laughs> and then when I saw when I saw Josh the Groban. movie, I was like, uh, Dan no. Stevens, why? Well, Dan Stevens in with general his voice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Who is that guy? I don't know. Dan who that Stevens is. plays Matthew in Downton Abbey. And he's also the main character he, on Legion, the new show. Oh, I don't know either of those. Legion is a new, like, Marvel show on, I think it's on, I don't Fox. Fox. Yeah. Dan Stevens was originally on Downton Abbey and he was very acclaimed on it. And then he got a little too big for his britches and he said, I don't need British television anymore. I'm going to go to America and be a movie star. I love that accent, girlfriend. I don't like him. I don't think. Nah. He's kind of a wet towel. Yes, I found him to be very blah. (laughs) As beast and human. I like him, but... No. He's, I mean, he's okay. It's like, you know, it's like. I have watched Legion. Um, so I like him on that. I need to watch it. As How a comic book enthusiast. How do you manage, though, to not have chemistry with Emma Watson? I, I don't know. When you're a giant CGI beast. 
Okay, but but I the animated one had like I could feel the love between them, you know. Yes. In yes. this one, in that ballroom scene, which I was so excited because like it looked awesome when it it that looked scene was it coming looked great. In. Yeah, it looked awesome. And then like when he touched her, I just felt kind of gross and uh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I didn't like it. I feel like I I feel that way about the original too. I feel like the love story in this is just gross, and it's like not what I liked about Beauty and the Beast in the first place. Even though it's like the the main thing about it's the, the story, main thing. the premise. But it's like, it's, well, the title kind of says, yeah. It. I think I think we <laughs> have established in previous conversations that the actual story of Beauty and the Beast is kind of messed up. Yeah. Not even just kind of. I think he was almost, I mean, it was too, he was too animal-like. Well, the thing is, like, he, I think he's just as animal-like in the animated version after just watching it on Sunday. Like, there are parts in that version where he walks on all fours. Like, he's very Mm -hmm. animal-like, but he is also a cartoon, and so is Belle. And so it makes it a lot less, like, obvious how weird it is. Where, like, when you watch yeah. an actual human person, like, and an actual thing that looks like an animal, like, touching each other, it's a little bit weird. There's yeah. also something to be said for the facial expressions that are achievable through animation, mm-hmm. which are yeah. not achievable through motion capture or in a human yeah. face. And so there were a lot of times in the animated version where Bill, not Bill, Beast looks really funny or he's making a goofy face yeah, or yeah. he's looking inviting and that's just not possible with this hyper realistic Yeah, because animals in live action can't version. make those He just <laughs> looks like a bison at all times. Yes. My brother and I talked about the two movies because um, his favorite part in the original cartoon is the um, Something There song. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very disappointed that there wasn't that part in that song where the beast had the birds all over him. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. That so that's, cause that's, I think that's a very like sweet moment, but it's also comedic. Um, and it, I think it shows more of like the soft side of the beast than just like having him pet a horse, which is what happens in the new movie. Yeah. So, and it shows them having a good time together yeah. and sharing a moment Something that could have made him angry that he kind of brushed off, which you see more in the animated version. Yeah. 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 Have Have any of you ever read the Beauty and the Beast story? I want to say it's just called Beauty from the Bloody Chamber collection. No. No. It's Angela Carter. <laughs> oh, Angela Carter. I know who that is. <laughs> She wrote a collection of short stories all based on fairy tales, and one was Beauty and the Beast. And the story is the same. Beauty, a beauty gets um, held hostage by a monstrous beast, and she comes to love him in a way. But instead of him turning back into a human, she turns into a beast. But she sort turns of like into Shrek. a beast. Yes, it's, it's Shrek and Fiona. But but she turns into a beast by taking off all of her clothes, mm-hmm. and he licks her skin off. That's sexy. Ew, stop! Oh, apparently Man. everyone else did not I have the same reaction worse. I had. I think that's. I think it's worse than oh the feeling I got when they were dancing. But, um. <laughs> I don't know. So we are 
we are close to out of time. So do we have any last minute thoughts about either movie that we haven't covered yet? I wanted to mention um, that I really liked what they did with Belle's father. And yes. Emily and I talked yes. about this before. Um, Kevin Klein is yes. excellent. And just like because in the original, Belle's dad is a fucking idiot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he really is. He just messes everything up. And he's like a goober. Yeah, he's yeah, a total like Everyone was cartoon. dumber in the first yeah. one. Yeah, it's oh, really true. We talked about that too because we talked about how um, even the villagers in the cartoon, they're not mean. They're just like idiots. And yeah. so like Belle's reaction to them is more like, oh, look at all these like silly little people in this village. Yeah. Whereas like in the live action, they're like actually like mean to her and bullying her and kind of assholes. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I, I liked that because I felt like – because in the original, you know, she sings this whole song about how she doesn't want to be here. But it's, like, very pleasant. And I felt like it worked better as, like – because, like, the way that, like, it was delivered was in this, like, sort of almost, like, sardonic tone, like, the song in the new movie. And in the old movie, it's kind of like, la, 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 walking through my little town. It's still insulting, though, like – She's essentially going around looking at everyone in town and saying, oh, they just do the same thing every day. And there, I mean, I, there's a meme floating around of the baker. You know, she's she's walking by. There goes the baker with his tray, like always. And he says, uh-huh. fuck you too, Bill. <laughs> well, have you guys seen the YouTube video? She really is a bougie girl, that Bill. No, no yes. but I want to. Y'all should look oh it up. God. So that's another great Beauty and the Beast adaptation. It's called Beauty and the Beat. Yeah. And it is by Todrick Hall and yeah. a cast oh. of YouTube celebrities. Cool. Oh, my God. She well, anyway, back to my... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, back to my point is that I felt like um, it gave me more understanding of why Bella is so desperate to get out of this town and why she wants more and why she feels so out of place. Because originally everyone's just like, oh, she's kind of weird, huh? And in this one, they're like... She's a freak. We hate her. Uh, like maybe she's one, a witch. She wants yeah. to this teach one, people like, how to read. How dare she? Yeah, no. She's living in Trump's America, but in France. Yeah. In yes. terms of how like large groups of people react to someone who is different, like I think the newer version does a better job of showing how like yeah, you know that's true. just like mean people can be. And you know That is and sad. Then, but true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad. And and I think that, that that adds something to it. But anyway, back to her dad. Like, I think her and her dad have a much, like, stronger, more believable relationship yes. um, mm-hmm. in this movie. And I was listening to the episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour where they talked about Beauty and the Beast. And I thought it was um, – someone on that show mentioned just the fact that instead of having Belle's dad be this, like, goofy guy who everyone just thinks is crazy, like, this – in this new version, people think he's crazy, but what is really happening is he's, like, suffering from grief and, like, holing up inside of himself. However, we did not need the flashback to Paris. I agree. <laughs> All right. Just I agree that we bad. did not need that. I think, like, they told enough of the story of what happened to her just by showing, like, the little person in the lighthouse. And, like, yeah. we didn't need to know no, how she we, died. We got it. Um, yeah. Susan, did you have a point you wanted to bring up? Um, it's less intelligent than what was just said. Nah, girl, you're sure. good. Go ahead. No. <laughs> it's just to say that I disliked the beast more as a person, yeah. even even more than I disliked him as a bison. Well, I think Belle I think agrees that's with always you true. because she wanted him to grow that beard. 
Yeah. Oh my god. And then when he does no. the weird little that snarl, roar, I that roar thing. No. I immediately <laughs> turned to Mary and was like, no. "Their sex is super kinky." <laughs> no, that was it's my like, reaction. It's one of them trying to be kinky and her trying to be like, "I guess now I have to be with this guy because I went through all this fucking trouble." <laughs> but he's fucking roaring at me. I mean, but he, you know. <laughs> No, um, it's but even in the animated version, sexy. when he when the beast turns back into Prince Adam, it's kind of a letdown. It's kind oh, of like, it totally oh. is. Yeah, and you I can tell this she's was let way down. More of a letdown though. This, well, was yeah, like, she's like touching his whole face, and she's like, uh, and then she like looks in his eyes, and she's like, oh yeah, now I can just like look in your eyes and pretend that you're still hairy and beastly. <laughs> yeah, because you have the same eyes. <laughs> um, I was kind of hoping that since I felt like you know negative chemistry between them for most of the time, that once he became mm-hmm. a person, that kiss was going to be like a big moment. Not it was or something. Not. It and it not. was like they did not look like they wanted to kiss. Whatsoever. Well, it wasn't like in the cartoon where all this like magic gust of fireworks spiraled around them and then like exploded into the sky and then the entire castle changed. So, but that's how it is in real life, Emily. Yeah, I would have believed it more if she had fallen in love with the candlestick. Honestly, I mean, I fell in love with you the candlestick. You and McGregor. I was yes. so in and love with And speaking of the candlestick, right. I have something that I really want to say. Okay, that is like my last really thing that I want to say, which is back to the character thing, which is that I really loved in this movie how when you know the last petal is falling from the flower and all of the pieces of furniture and household items are turning back in or turning into permanent versions Mm -hmm. that was very sad i thought that was so like beautifully done the way that those things lost the life in them yes because we had watched them be so alive this whole time and i think that like like the cgi for all of that stuff was really great yeah um, I, I really liked the way all of that looked. In general, aside from the beast, I thought everything looked really cool. And I, yeah. unpopular opinion, actually really liked the yellow dress in this movie. I mean, oh. I'm just going to throw that out there. I liked it. Oh That's fine. God. It just didn't look the same to me. Like, it, it, was it looked like okay. a wilted yeah. version of the original, but I was into that. I mean, it kind of looked like a Macy's special prom dress. Damn girl. <laughs> Damn I didn't girl. think it looked bad. I just didn't think it looked the same. But I think that you make a good point, Emily, that if it looked wilted, you know, this whole movie is darker. Yeah. Okay, so we need to wrap up. Uh, so just reminders about what's coming up and what we have going on um, on the blog. Susan has recently posted a blog about The Bachelorette. Whoop, whoop. Um, and other Bachelor-related yeah. shows. Um, yeah, so. Which, Bachelor sidebar, it was pointed uh. out to me earlier by Emily or Susan. I can't remember who. That the three women who follow Gaston around in the 1991 me. Beauty and the Beast all look like Corinne. They really do all look like Corinne. The three blonde girls, the groupies. It's what like a three perfect Corinne. segue to get someone to go read my blog. Yes. she will be. There's going to be a snippet of Corinne. Oh, in there. Good. I love Corinne. Well, maybe maybe one day I can post my poem I wrote about Corinne. Make yes, America Corinne again. <laughs> Um, let's just say that in the blog post we're going to have a side-by-side comparison of the girls from Beauty and the Beast and Corinne's photograph. Yes, we'll do that. That would be great. Um, And then the last thing we need to do is remind everyone that in two weeks we will be posting our um, 
podcast about not posting, publishing, whatever the fuck you do to podcasts about. <laughs> we're learning. <laughs> we were new, okay? Um, but we're going to be doing a podcast in two weeks about white teeth by Zadie Woo! Smith. So read along with us. You still have time. And as you're reading, if you have any thoughts or questions or comments, please send them to us and you might get read on the air. Or is this the air? Also, it should be said, this is Kelly's pick. Yay, Kelly! This is my pick. If you want to get to know us a little um, in terms of our taste, the last book we read, Here I Am, was Susan's pick. No, 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 no. Don't let that be the way people get to know me in terms of my taste. It wasn't bad. There was dog shit and dog death and all that. (gasps) You didn't know. My next book might be more representative of my Go ahead. I don't Just know. It was, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It wasn't the couple next door. So yeah, how would you like it if you were known for that? We, we I are, am known for that. We are still <laughs> going to be doing a mini sode about the couple next door. If you would like to pick that up, um, more info about that do. later. Please do, you guys. Also, if you have ideas for mini sode topics or things you would like to hear us discuss or write about. Uh, also email us, email and we'll take that into consideration. Yes. Also follow us on all social media platforms. Book Squad goals and subscribe and rate us on iTunes and give us five stars. And if you don't, then just don't rate us because why bother? Honestly, if you don't, just if you don't want to give us five stars, just email us and tell us how we're fucking up so we can fix it. Okay, we're new, we're trying, and um, we wanna we wanna be five stars for you. So tell us how. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a better way of saying that than my very no, aggressive. No, I mean take. yours was fine too. <laughs> I mean, it takes. I almost like jumped on and got even more aggressive. So I'm glad you talked first. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're we're doing like a good cop, bad cop thing. So I think it worked out. I was like, there's blood in the water, and I was like, Ugh. okay. No, no, this is for the listeners. We want we want them to like us, right? Yeah, okay. we do like us. <laughs> Okay, um, I think we need to wrap up now before Kelly kills us. Yes, before I... Oh, God. Okay. Thanks, Rebecca! Um... (laughs) 